Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A note before we begin, this episode only discusses the life of Michael Hammer. It does not cover the emerging details surrounding his death. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Episodes discuss emotional, physical, and sexual violence. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Sid. I'm Olivia. And welcome back to Dark Dynasties. This is the podcast where we focus on different rich and powerful families who have ultimately exposed themselves to be corrupt, messed up, and, well, very dark. We're still talking about the Hammer family. We've talked about Army Hammer, his grandfather Julian, his great-grandfather Armand, and his aunt Casey, which leaves us with the story of Michael Hammer, Army's father. We are basing this off of House of Hammer on Discovery+, Plus. so if you want to watch that series and follow along, we highly recommend it. Let's start this episode talking about Casey Hammer. Yeah, let's talk about Casey Hammer. Casey Hammer, if you aren't familiar at this point, Casey Mm -hmm. Hammer is Army Hammer's aunt. She wrote a book about uh, the dark misdeeds of her family. And she is on House of Hammer exposing the secrets of the Hammer family. She comes out and puts everything out there. And I believe her brother, Michael, who we'll be talking about in this episode, Mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. reached out to her. Oh, yeah. And during yeah, during all of this coming out, he wrote her, which we'll get into like at the end, I guess. Mm-hmm. He wrote her like a threatening letter, mm. like a gaslighting, threatening letter, being so like, uh, watch out. Yeah, stick around for that. Yeah, not the best. Let's start off talking about Michael. Michael went to University of San Diego. Yeah, and and he grew up, you know, in the same abusive um, household that we were talking about last time when we were talking more about Julian, um, Casey, and Michael's father. Uh, there was a lot of violence, a lot of really bad stuff that Julian did. Michael was older than Casey. And Michael was living with Julian while Casey was living with her mother. Yeah, after the divorce, Michael stayed with Julian. So he was really 
just surrounded with all of that energy and all of that. Like that's that was a precedence for like, oh, this is what your life can be. You can just be this guy. Yeah. And Michael started kind of following in his father's footsteps. Absolutely. He, you know, was surrounded by constant parties. So he started throwing constant parties. Yeah. He uh, started keeping guns because his father mm-hmm. kept guns. He was like the University of San Diego, like, like famous party boy. Yeah, he on had campus. he had photos of orgies like his father. He had all of these different things that just directly mirrored what Julian was doing with he his He was life. just copying and pasting. And and I feel like with each generation, they get a little bit more careless mm-hmm. when they're being insane. Yeah, I think they're uh, they're repeatedly taught that they can get away with things. Exactly. And so they become a little bit more reckless each time. Exactly. And and uh, I think Armand saw that and was like, oh no, uh, you know, the, the great-grandfather Armand, mm-hmm. the oil tycoon, mm-hmm. saw that and uh, was like, oh, well, this is going to ruin our reputation. This is going to ruin our name if Michael goes off the deep end. But uh, the only way that Michael was kind of different than Julian is Julian was a little less concerned I think, Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. staying in his father's good graces. Absolutely. Michael was super concerned with being Armin's favorite. And why do you think that would be? Mm, I don't know. It might be because Armin would always say he's a billionaire. And would always say that he will cut anybody off who disobeys him. And also hates his own son, Julian, Michael's father, who Michael also hates. So why not just step right in front? Because, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, Armin and Julian hated each other, father and son. Armin never wanted Julian. Uh, and then Julian and Michael, father and son, hated each other, like would always fight. They tried to kill each other at a party and the cops broke them up and let them both drunk drive home, like crazy stuff. But if Michael could get ahead of Julian oh, in Armin's will, absolutely, he then would go for it. he would make a bunch of money. So the yeah. difference was, even though Michael was partying and going crazy and doing uh-huh. all these things, at some point he was like, I need to show a version of myself to my grandfather that's going to get me higher in the will. Exactly. And, and Armand, I think, at a certain point when Michael was in college, told him, like, I'm going to cut you off entirely unless you clean up and do essentially everything you're doing but just more private. So basically, Michael, you know, he gets a haircut. Mm-hmm. He starts looking a little bit more the part. Shows up at the oil company, starts working for his grandfather. Yeah, he's following in his grandfather's footsteps, yeah. which obviously makes his grandfather very happy. Oh, absolutely. And also, it's like, it's not like he actually cleans up and starts not at to all. be a better guy. He's doing all the same horrible stuff, but he's just doing it a little a- bit more private. Exactly, exactly. So Michael was bringing home a different girl every week. Yes. And then one day he takes a flight. Yeah, and as uh, as he goes and does it, he is absolutely trashed. He is blackout drunk. He is hammered. He is— Michael Hammer is hammered. Michael Hammer is hammered. He's in first class, and he meets this woman, Drew. D-R-U. Drew, D-R-U. Cool way of spelling Drew. Yeah. Drew is—she uh, comes from money also. She comes from a rich I mean, family in she's Oklahoma. she's in first class, so. Oh, yeah. And she comes from a, like, unbelievably religious— Christian rich family in Oklahoma. And uh, she meets Michael on this plane. And they sit next to each other, and he is literally blackout drunk. And before the end of the flight, she's thinking to herself, I'm going to marry this man. Yeah. She said before the plane landed, she had made up her mind that she wanted to marry this guy. Which is so crazy, because anytime I've ever met a guy who's super drunk on a plane, oh, I've yeah. always thought, maybe I should stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, instead of, maybe <laughs> I should absolutely decide to marry them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to decide to marry marry someone that you've never met sober. No, that's a crazy that's a crazy one.
Michael introduces Drew to his family. Yeah. But the family is like, yeah, yeah They're sure. like, yeah, right. We yeah, need right. a new woman every yeah. day from you. And, like, Yeah, and Armand is like, actually, hold up. This is a good look for you. Which is so funny because Armand is Jewish. Yeah, Armand's Jewish. But he sees, like, it doesn't matter. This is like, yeah. like all of these uh, things kind of come together of, to Armand, it's not about the fact that she is a Christian girl. It's yeah. the fact that she looks yeah. like she would be a, a wholesome yeah, girl. Yeah, she has a wholesome image. She has a good image. It doesn't she has matter. A, a good wife image. It doesn't matter what the religion is. Yeah. It just matters she's religious, yeah. which is a good wholesome image. Exactly, exactly. So he's like, you should 100% stay with this girl. Yeah. Um, and he thinks Drew can change his grandson. Yeah, which is the silliest thing I've ever you heard. Can't, <laughs> you can't change somebody. Oh, boy. Boy, oh so boy, oh boy. To him, he's like, this is going to be a great look. And yeah. there you go. They get engaged mm-hmm. and they're going to go get married. Yep. And yep. even when they're engaged, mm-hmm. I mean, Michael's, oh, yeah. Michael's hanging yeah. out with other people. Going he's, to parties, like with women. And they're like, oh, where's Drew? Are you guys still together? And she's, he's like, yeah, she just couldn't come tonight. Yeah, like, he's, he's still being yeah. the Michael we all have come to know. And then they have a son. They do. They have two kids. What's the deal with these kids? What happened to them? Well, one of them is Army Hammer. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so so they have two kids, one of them being Army Hammer, and they go to the Cayman Islands. Why, why do people go to the Cayman Islands? Why do people move to the Cayman Islands? I only know about the Cayman Islands for one thing. Uh, what, what would that thing be? Like an offshore bank account. Oh, right. That's what it is. That's why people go to the Cayman Islands and sure. probably no other reason. Sure. I have never heard of yeah. like a, a, a travel commercial for the Cayman Islands other than, you know, people being like, yeah, that's where the offshore bank accounts yeah, go. Yeah, that's where you go to hide the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so raised uh, Army Hammer in the Cayman Islands and for then the first bunch of years of his yeah, life. Yeah, and then they come back to Los Angeles and yeah. Army is like, I'm going to be an actor. A funny, cute, like, throwback story of Army Hammer as a baby that Casey, his aunt, tells us mm-hmm. in the um, in in House of Hammer. She mm-hmm. says that one time they were all at a family gathering and they were leaving and uh, everyone said, you know, oh, Army, don't you want to uh, say bye to your Aunt Casey? And he just came up to her and kicked her in the shin and left. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. A classic. <laughs> not not a great <laughs> way not good. to say goodbye to your aunt. No, it, it's, a, it's a little red flag of just like, oh, even as a kid, you had some sort of dysregulated emotions. Yeah, but, stuff. but Casey couldn't say anything because no. you don't say anything about the boys in the Hammer family. No, especially not the one that's literally named after, after Armin. That's Hammer. another thing is that Michael also went above and beyond to try to – I, I want to say seduce Armin, but like, you know, in a, <laughs> in a way. brown nosing him. Yeah, to brown nose him. You know, I'm sure Armand fucking loved that. So this is what's crazy. So Armand, right, as mm-hmm. we've said a bunch of times in the different episodes of this uh, podcast, Armand dies. Yeah. Right? As we all do. Spoiler alert. Spoiler sure. alert. We all die. Armand dies. Uh-huh. Now, everyone in the family, of course, is going like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to this billionaire's exactly. a, a massive amount of wealth? Exactly. We all played by his rules mm-hmm. to get his money after he died. Yep. Where is it? Who's it going to? Mm-hmm. So when the will is being read, mm-hmm. Casey Hammer, Michael's sister, uh, Julian's daughter and Armin's granddaughter, gets $250,000. Julian gets $500,000, and then $40 million goes to Michael. 
How did that happen? Well, I can tell you how. He named his son after him. He took over in uh, as a uh, the son that he never had. Yep. He became, like, the favorite. Yep. He, and like, did the business. He did all the stuff that Armand really wanted. Absolutely. And also, everyone's going, well, that, that seems really, really one-sided, you know, that, that Michael's getting so much money. He mm-hmm. gets the entire estate. He gets the Rolls Royce. He gets everything. Drew was also written into the will. Drew was also written mm-hmm. into the will. Yeah. And when was that will written? 40 days before he died. Oh, so he had an original will, mm-hmm. and then they rewrote it 40 days before he died yeah, it was with m- Drew yes. and Michael. The most recent version of the will was, like, extremely close, close to his death. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah. You have to know some weird additional behind-the-scenes stuff happened, too, that you're like, we'll just never, ever, we'll ever never know. know. Michael and Drew, uh, the second, you know, Armand is dead, yep. they're in his house looting his things. He's dead in the house, and they are taking tapestries to the car and, like, looting his stuff, which yeah. is crazy, because which just proves, you know, how much they loved him. It's all about the stuff. <laughs> uh, it's all about the stuff. And so Michael and Drew put a bunch of this money toward evangelical causes. Because another crazy, 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 crazy thing about this is at Armand's funeral, mm-hmm. right? And Armand is Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. Armand is Jewish. Everyone knows it. Everyone there. There are a lot of rabbis There's there. Like famous rabbis at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Drew's evangelical Christian father stands up in the middle of the funeral yeah. and says, oh, by the way, Armand actually renounced Judaism and accepted Jesus Christ and became a born-again Christian on, on his, his deathbed. Death. Now, I would say— do we think he did? I, you know, <laughs> or do you think they lied? <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't know. I, I don't think he did. I think they converted him after Here's death. Here's what I would say. Yeah. If I were dying, if I mm-hmm. were on my deathbed, my yeah. last thought wouldn't be, should I change my religion no. pretty quickly? No. I mean, my I, last thought would be like, oh, fuck. There yeah. were so many things I didn't get to eat. I would be like, shit, I'm dying. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, wait, 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 wait. I have a really specific change I want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm unsure if that really happened. But, you know, so they they say he converted Mm -hmm. to evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. And therefore, Mm -hmm. we are investing all of his money, the $40 million that Michael and Drew got, into evangelical Christian causes like he would have wanted, obviously, because he was a Christian during the last second of his life. And you know what one of those beautiful evangelical Christian causes was? It's a sex throne. Oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah, Michael had a sex throne. So, okay, here's my question, right? Sure. What the fuck is a sex throne? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. It had a cage on it. It was seven feet tall. And uh, there was, like, there's a, a hook. They, yeah. The, the way they described it in House of Hammer is it was seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. There was a hole in the seat. I, okay, like, I don't know if I'm naive, yeah. but I don't know what that's for. I don't, is it for poopies? Like, I swear to God, I, I actually don't. I literally, thought that. And I I've been actually, thinking it so much. Yes. I actually thought. Why would you have a hole in the bottom of your it seat? It reminds me of the shape of a toilet. It's like a toilet. And then there's a cage under. under is that to, to poop, poop on, on people someone? in the cage? I don't, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to I be. I mean, unless it's consensual. Unless they love it. Unless they're but like, I yes. don't think knowing this family that I anything think, ever is. Yeah. I don't think anything's consensual in this family. Here's the other thing. I can't picture Drew being behind this 
No, I I mean I don't know. Either Drew is like a a really specific breed and just like covers her ears or yeah, doesn't I, know anything. I don't or, know. I can't imagine Drew being like hell yeah, Michael's sex throne. I love it. Just yeah. based on everything we know about her. But also, sometimes people use religion to cover up dark stuff and That's then they just true. pretend. Maybe um, honestly, maybe she's into it. I yeah. don't know. Or maybe she's just like, well, that's what I signed up for in marrying this rich, rich guy, yeah. and I just have to, you know. But she was rich, too. It's hard. It's hard to tell. I guess my question is, like, what is the hook for? I don't know. I don't know what the hook was for, but I don't like it. But okay. here's the thing I don't like the most. Okay, yeah. So, you know, you have your sex throne. Right. You have your you ha- Everyone has their sex throne, their yeah. hook, their cage, their you, toilet seat. The seven feet thing. But you know what you don't have? What? Is your family's name on it. He has his family's name on it? Yeah, the insignia. Like the 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 Hammer family crest. Yeah. So on the sex throne was the Hammer family crest, and here's what I have to say about that. Yeah. That would only remind me of my grandfather during sex. <laughs> how could you How could you look at a family crest while you're having sex? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Now a little word from our sponsor, the, the Family, Family Crest, Crest Sex Throne Emporium. Emporium. 
Do you have millions of dollars to launder in the name of evangelical Christianity? Have you subconsciously learned to turn your own experiences of family trauma into a depraved psychological illness in which you see women as objects for using and conquering sexually? Do you like thrones? Introducing the Michael Hammer Family Crest Sex Throne. This sex throne comes with a cage we don't want to know about, a seat hole we don't want to know about, and of course, the most important feature for hot sexual sex, an an image of your very own family crest. That's right. No sex is ever complete without a constant reminder of your father and grandfather on a seven-foot-tall chair. Think long and hard about all your ancestors while you get it on in the storage room of the Armand Hammer Foundation headquarters in Santa Clarita. And now, from the makers of the Family Crest Sex Throne, the world's first family portrait flogger with a custom portrait of any of your aunts or uncles. Or try our condoms ribbed with the imprint of your 23andMe results. That was a little word from our sponsor. The The Family Crest Sex Throne Emporium. Located on Route 6. Cool. So that was a word from our beautiful, lovely sponsors. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome to have sexual items that remind you of your family members because apparently that's what Michael Hammer loved. Oh, he loved it. And and the other uh, couple of crazy things about the sex throne, he kept it. You know, like like our sponsor said, he mm-hmm. kept it in the Armand Hammer Foundation headquarters. Yeah, in I Santa mean, Clarita. You got to keep things really close to home, close to the family. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then when you know when people obviously asked him like, hey, it's a gag have, gift. Do you have any comment on this sex throne? He was like, oh my god. It's a gag gift. You know when you go to White Elephant and somebody opens <laughs> the seven-foot-tall sex throne? <laughs> like, what an int— Like, we are such gag gift people. I, like, we oh my love God, it's our a good whole gag thing. gift. Like, I will, I will always appreciate a gag gift of any type of insanity. But no one has ever mm-hmm. made a custom seven-foot-tall, mm-hmm. caged, mm-hmm. hooked, family insignia-imprinted— sex throne for someone as a gag gift. That's just, like, not a thing. No, and I think putting the family insignia close to sex is not something anyone would ever think to do in general. No, that's more of a thing that someone messed up does and then people like us laugh at it instead of someone doing it on purpose to make that guy laugh. (laughs) Yeah, it's like having uh, fuzzy sexual handcuffs that only open when you explain a cherished childhood memory. Yeah, it's like like having the wallpaper of the sex dungeon. You'd just be your family tree. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's so weird. It's perfect. It's yeah. absolutely perfect. A Long, sex yeah. swing that's made out of a paper mache yearbook photos of your sibling. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, just uh, get, get whoever you're there with to get some so, lingerie based yeah. off the outfit your aunt is buried so in. So basically, uh, yeah, Michael, if you're listening to this, if you want to uh, explain to us what the deal is with the sex throne, yeah. listen, I'm happy to know. Yeah, I would love to know how that fits into, like, the whole Christian vibe you guys do. But this all makes kind of sense, yeah. right? When yeah. we think about all the Army Hammer stuff well, Yeah, this is the guy out. who fucking raised Army Hammer. Yeah, the guy who raised Army Hammer. And they hate each other, too. They get in fights. Yes. They got in a fight in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. like during the pandemic, and it was, like, newsworthy. Yeah, Uh, Army and and Michael, uh, you know, outwardly hated each other. Still probably do. Yeah. And uh, even when Courtney talks in the documentary about going to dinner and meeting Drew for the first time. That is a a really, like, you just glaze over that for a second, but then you go back and watch it, and you're like, wait, what did they just say? She says that basically Army is talking about, you know, all of these things that are terrible about his father. Yeah. Drew is saying you need to have, you know, more empathy for him because of things that happened during his childhood. Yeah. And Courtney didn't feel totally comfortable sharing what she said. 
said. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, but, I mean, it was stuff that was said in front of this girl who's, like, yeah. a new girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's, like, family secrets that are just kind of recklessly coming out yeah. in front of people who don't necessarily need to be hearing them. Yeah, about—I mean, someone that, like, if you're trying to protect your family's name as, mm-hmm. like, that's your whole thing, you shouldn't be telling, like, a, a traumatizing thing that happened to Michael when he was a kid to a, a person you just met. Yeah, like, I mean, Armand was so, so clear yeah. and about trying to keep the family name, Yeah, uh, you know, like, everybody loves the Hammers, yeah. the Hammers are philanthropists, yeah. that it's so interesting that yeah. now it's— it's become really easy to see right through it. Yeah, with the whole cycle of abuse, looking at how Armin treated Julian, how Julian treated Michael, how Michael treated Army, and then, like, how Army treats everybody. The cycle of abuse yeah. uh, doesn't even end at, like, sexual partners. No, it's abusive people don't just abuse women or just abuse their romantic or sexual partners. Sure. I think Army Hammer even had a— Co-workers yeah, who had come someone forward who, who worked underneath him, yeah, and said that they had really bad experiences with him too. I think yep. in House of Hammer they mm-hmm. had somebody come yeah. forward uh, who didn't give their identity or exactly how he's connected to Army Hammer, yeah. but uh, did say that he had a bad experience with him. Yeah, um, and the Hammer Dynasty has consistently hurt their own image with corruption yeah. and debauchery and all this stuff. Yeah, and then used large amounts of money to rehab that image. Yeah, but the question now, yeah. Is Will Army Hammer ever face real consequences, legal consequences for yeah. what he did? Yeah. Or will he try to rehab his image and will people yeah. believe it? Yeah. Well, I mean, because he went to rehab, couldn't tell you what it would have been for. Yeah. So Army Hammer went to rehab when more and more women started coming yeah. forward being like, I was assaulted by Army Hammer. Yeah. I had a really bad experience with him. He uh, very publicly went to rehab, but it's not clear what he went yeah, to rehab for. You can't get rehabilitated from being a sociopath. I don't think you can, That's but I like would like to, to know what he went for specifically. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, and then they they have, did the whole thing where they're like, oh, he's got a new girl, and she changed him. And it's like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, first off, that's like what Armand wanted Drew to be, is like yeah, the, the it's, woman it's, who changed him. History just repeats itself. It is not a thing that happens. You cannot change people. It's interesting that the Hammer family is using the same ploys mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, try mm-hmm. to change the public image. And what's so interesting is with, you know— Armand, who had all the control and power, with Armand gone mm-hmm. and with Julian gone, mm-hmm. Michael, Casey, and Army are the only real public figures from the whole story that are, like, alive. And Michael is trying to silence yes. Casey. Yes. Casey, oh, my God, when she came out and started telling all of this stuff— um, you know, she got a text from a friend mm-hmm. who was like, hey, watch out, watch your back. Make don't, sure you're not being followed. Don't put your address on anything. Don't share your location. If you see the same stranger's face twice, mm-hmm. run. Like, scariest shit I've ever heard. But, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, holy shit. Because yeah. they're, uh, because Michael then reached out yep. to Casey. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think it's, a you know, like him being like, I will— take legal action yeah. if you continue mm-hmm. to speak about our family. And he keeps saying if you keep continue to spread the lies. Yeah, the hurtful lies, which is like what all manipulators say. So again, not taking accountability No, for not anything. at all. Just gaslighting her, making her seem crazy, making her seem like she made it all up. Like in what fucking world would she—why—what would she— 
gain. <laughs> like, yeah, she wouldn't necessarily benefit from re- having from to— anything. Yeah, there no. would be no, not a single benefit. And, and she is kind of having to relive this trauma oh, yeah. to tell the story. And I think, you know, part of it is for her to yeah. be assigned to people of, hey, this kind of stuff happens, and mm-hmm. here are ways that you can spot it. Yeah, and, and she says towards the end of the docuseries, like, in her day growing up— abuse happened and you had to be quiet about it. Like Mm -hmm. the whole cultural thing about it was like, be very quiet, don't share that. And now we've hit a point in society where we're seeing that we actually can be like, oh, actually, you know what? Fuck what that person did Mm -hmm. because it's true. Like no one should be allowed to abuse so many people without being held accountable. Yeah. Even, Even after their death, you know? And unfortunately, so many of the victims are given uh, this, like, backlash that is oh so God, undeserved. It's so fucked up. But these people are really strong. Yeah. People who are coming forward are really strong. And even in House of Hammer, they show Casey meeting Courtney. And yeah. it's a really, really touching moment yeah. oh of, you know, her being able to be there for her and be like, hey, like, I'm here for you. Um, so, like, try to yeah. provide any sort of, like, you what know, What a trip. Solace. Like, to sit down and be like, we were both— yeah, just abused by the same family, but just like different generations. Mm-hmm. That's like so. That's got to be such a trip. But I'm so glad that they got to meet because what they're saying is super fucking important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't watched uh, House of Hammer on Discovery Plus, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is a crazy, crazy story, and I think it's still continuing. Yeah, we'll find out what happens to Army Hammer in the future. But you know, just don't don't let people slip under the radar once they've done some really loud bad stuff like yeah. hold people accountable don't don't fall for the rehab trick and all that jazz yeah. um it's not it's just pr <laughs> yeah but uh, uh thank you for listening to dark dynasties uh this concludes our episodes about the hammer family but uh if you stay tuned we'll talk about more famous families and how money power insecurities and lies can destroy generation after generation i've been sid i've been olivia thank you for listening and we'll see you next time 